You're listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org. Amen. So since that video was made, let me update a little bit. Um, We've actually had 188 people saved in 2020. Six, Six people have been filled with the Holy Spirit. The evidence of speaking in other tongues. And we've had 25 baptized in water. That's, that's uh, something to get excited about. Our uh, cleaning team, under the leadership of Rajan Poole, they, they took on and blessed the senior citizens at Kennett Friends Home with amazing Christmas gifts. And uh, the, the, they were so overjoyed to receive that blessing we were also able to send out many blessings of shoeboxes filled with school supplies and gifts through Operation Christmas Child. And our uh, three-on-three basketball tournament reached a lot of guys and ladies, and it's already bringing about much fruit. And I got to say, we won't stop. This is just the beginning. And we've got, God has given us great momentum, and we're going to continue to go. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 9 says, Honor the Lord with your wealth. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. And then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Put the Lord first, and everything else is blessed. Put the Lord first, everything else is blessed. Look at your neighbor and say, Put the Lord first, blessed. Tell him again. Tell your other neighbor. Look, put the Lord first. Everything else is blessed. It's not rocket science. And yet some of us make it so complicated. It's not rocket science. It's not above you. It's not beyond. It's not, oh, it's so far I can't reach it. I just won't do anything. No, that's an ignorant way to live. And you don't want to be ignorant. You want to be blessed. So honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops, and then your barns will be filled to overflowing, and your vats will brim over with new wine. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, realize that God is your source. Remember the Lord your God. It is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. So confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. It's God who gives you the ability to gain wealth. And I shared with you last week, that ability can be taken in a second. So honor the Lord. Put him first. Put his house first. And let's not get tired. Galatians 6, 9, let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time. Somebody say, just the right time. Yeah, you don't know when the right time is, but God does. And at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Amen. So give a first fruits offering today uh, or make a first fruits pledge. Last week, what we did was we, we wrote on an envelope 
what we were planning on giving for 2021. Some of you, you've been praying about this and God has put a, a figure in your life. Some of you are scared to death about it. I know, right? We, we live there. And there are moments where we're like, are you sure, God? Are, are, you, are you sure this is a little crazy? And he always comes through. He always blesses. He always provides. It's, it's miraculous what God does as we give ourselves to him. So, so uh, put it on an envelope. Put it in the, uh, we've got two boxes over here on the wall. Just let us know what, what you're planning on giving for 2021. Put it there. If you're watching online or even in here in the room, you, you can send an email to accounting at thepowerplace.org. Accounting at thepowerplace.org. And let us know what we can count on for your pledge. Amen? Amen. 2021 is going to be a great year. Listen, as we all join together and everybody comes together, there's nothing we can't accomplish with, without the help, with the help of the Lord. Nothing we can't do. So God has given us great momentum and we won't stop. So the census taker said, how many children do you have? The woman said, four. He said, may I have their names, please? He said, Amy, Minnie, Miney, and George. Okay, okay, but can I ask you why your fourth child's named George? She said, because we didn't want any mo." Someone said the trouble with doing something right the first time is that nobody appreciates how difficult it was. <laughs> Amen. So last week we looked at uh, the amazing boldness, the won't stop attitude of the apostles. The lame man was healed. Peter and John prayed. They just commanded that, that strength would flow into his legs. They, they said, get up. And he stood up first time in, in his life. And everybody knew it was him. And he went into the temple praising God and, and dancing around. You know, when God does something for you, it changes everything. And, and you're just not ashamed to let it show. When, when God uh, touches you, if you've been lame your whole life, and now all of a sudden you've got strength to walk and dance and, and jump, you... You do. You just do. And you let people know, God has touched me. Well, that really upset the religious people. And the apostles were preaching the resurrection of Jesus from the dead. And, and some of them didn't believe in, the, in resurrection. And, and, and yet, that's the power of the gospel. Death isn't the end. Some of us are so afraid of COVID because people are dying. Can I remind you that death for the believer is a step across the line into eternity to be with Jesus? Paul Grable used to say, you can't threaten me with heaven. Really? Okay. And I've lived my entire life like that. And, and people, 
even a lot of believers have a wrong perspective of death. Death is final here, but it's the opening of a brand new beginning that lasts forever. And if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, there's no fear in that. Oh, death, where's your sting? Oh, grave, where's your victory? There is none. You don't win. I win. If I live, I win. If I die, I win. I win. And you need to realize that as a child of the living God, death is not a problem. Now, do we grieve for those who have died? Yeah, absolutely. It, we feel the loss. We, we feel the loss. But if they're believers, they're not losing. They ain't coming back. They don't want to come back. Why would they want to come back? To be with miserable you? <laughs> they're in the presence of Jesus. Paul the Apostle said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So let's get our screwy thinking all fixed up right so we can understand death is not a problem for the believer. Now, if you don't know Jesus, if you've never allowed him to be the Lord of your life, death is a problem for you because it ushers you into eternity without God. And it goes on forever without God, without his presence. Because you pushed him away. I just encourage you not to push him away today. In fact, I'm going to give you an opportunity to, to uh, make things right with God at the end of this service. You can walk out of here and death's not a problem for you. Fear not. 366 fear knots in the Bible. One for every day plus leap year. 20, 2020 was a leap year. Did you know that? It would have been nice to kind of leap over it, but walk through it. So the apostles, they, they called them in. They put them in jail. And uh, verse 18 of chapter 4 of Acts said that all backwards, but Acts chapter 4, verse 18. For those of you who didn't follow me. Um, they called the apostles back in. They brought them before the court. They called them back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. There's a lot of people that would like to say that to us. But Peter John replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? I mean, I don't know how long they pondered that question. Now think about this for a second. You really think God wants us to listen to you rather than him? Just think about it for a second. And then they said, we cannot stop. We won't stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. That's what you and I are called to be, witnesses. Just tell about everything you've seen and heard. 
We won't stop. And, and then their won't stop attitude pushed them into uncommon generosity. We talked about this a little bit last week. I mean, there were no needy people among them. Oh, they've got a need? Well, let's meet that need. Somebody's lacking here? Well, let's pool our resources. Let's do what needs to be done. And so there was no needy people among them, and, and they sold their houses, their lands, their stuff, and then they brought it to the apostles to distribute to the church as was needed. That's the kind of church I want to be a part of. That's the kind of church we're becoming, Power Place. That's the kind of church that God is raising up in these last days. That's how the church started. That's how we're going to end. And I'll just remind you that Jesus Christ is coming back for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle. He's coming back for a victorious church. Not a church that's cowering and hiding and wondering. <laughs> no, he's coming back for a victorious church. Amen. So again, this year, we're bringing the first fruits of our lives as a church, bringing our offerings, and we're also bringing our lives. We begin each year with 21 days of fasting and prayer. And to this year, we're starting today at sundown. Somebody say sundown. Some people miss that. They miss that. Every year, somebody misses it. They go, oh, I haven't eaten all day. I'm like, we started at sundown. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you should have listened. Not my fault you're not listening. I try. I try my best. So sundown tonight which sundown is around what? Four, I don't know, 4.50? So eat all you can before 4.50. People already got it on their calendar. Sundown is at 4.50. I won't stop eating till 4.49. I can't. We're going to go through sundown, January 23rd. Sundown, January 23rd. We'll be here every Wednesday, every Friday, 11 to 12 in worship. You can join us here. You can join us online. And it's, it's going to be good for the next three weeks. Uh, the paper that explains everything, if you've never fasted before, I'll just give you a few uh, helpful tips and some ideas and thoughts, and uh, maybe you'd like to pick up one of those if you didn't get the email. All right? So what are you contending for in 2021? Don't stop. Don't give up. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Keep pushing. What needs to shift in your life? Don't stop. So I've had this habit for 
millions of years, it seems like. A whole life. Okay. But I'm here to tell you, in, in one, one touch, God can heal a lame man. In one touch, God can set you free from addiction. God can set you free from that habit with one touch. You just need to get near him. So don't stop. Some of you need a word from the Lord. How many need a word from the Lord? Don't stop. We won't stop. Keep pressing in to hear his still small voice. His still small voice that still speaks today. This is the way. Walk in it. Let me just say this. Start making right decisions that will shape your future for generations to come. Don't stop. Life doesn't, life change doesn't happen just because you declare something. You need to make some changes that will determine new outcomes. Declarations plus decisions will change your direction. Don't just go around spouting out things and not changing how you're living. Some of us have declared things over and over in our lives, but we didn't change anything to make the change happen. And so don't get stuck in that, in that, uh, so spiritually minded, you're no earthly good mindset where you're just going around spouting stuff. You got to live according to the word of God in order to receive the blessings of God. So declare and make some decisions that will bring about your desired change and direction. Put the hard work in and watch God miraculously show up. You do your part, God will do his part. God will join your effort and you'll see miracles happen in your life this year. You can't just live the same way and expect different results. You can't do that. It's ignorant to think that way. I'll just continue to live like I've been living and hope that everything changes. There are laws in the universe called sowing and reaping. You will reap what you sow. Whatever you plant will come back to you and it won't come back to you in, in smaller measure than you planted it. It will come back to you in greater measure than you planted it. That's the law of sowing and reaping. Amen. So I want to take a look real quickly today at Daniel chapter 10. I want to look at what Daniel did. Give you some insight into this 21-day fast. Daniel 10, verse 1, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia, Daniel, also known as Belshazzar. It's interesting that he was named Belshazzar in chapter 1, and he's still called Daniel 
but he's also known as Belshazzar. His, his godly character, Daniel, it, his lifestyle let his name live in infamy. They tried to change his name. They tried to change his character. They tried to change his diet. They tried to change everything about him. They tried to raise him up in the ways of the world. But he remained Daniel, also known as Belshazzar. He had another vision. He understood that the vision concerned events certain to happen in the future. Times of war and great hardship. Daniel was a man who had many visions and understood visions. And we find him in chapter 10 having another vision. And it, he understood that it was certain to happen when God showed him something. And when God shows you something, you can be sure that it's certain to happen. Don't be afraid of those things. When the vision came to me, I, Daniel had been in mourning for three whole weeks, 21 days. And all that time, I had eaten no rich food. Kemda is the Hebrew word there. At, at all that time, I had eaten no rich food, no meat or wine crossed my lips. And I used no fragrant lotions until those three weeks had passed. So he was fasting for three weeks, he was fasting and praying. He didn't, eat any rich, he didn't eat any rich food, no meat, no wine. In fact, he didn't even take care of himself that good. He used no fragrant lotions. I didn't even smell good. And many of us in, in these 21 days will do a Daniel's fast. And this is where we get a Daniel's fast from. Also in chapter one, he and, and his uh, the three Hebrew children, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Hananiah, Azariah, Meshiel, their Hebrew names were, they, they ate fruits and vegetables, drank water. And, and so this is, for 21 days, this is what Daniel did. He was serious. He was serious. And on April 23rd, as I was standing on the bank of the great Tigris River, I looked up. Sometimes life hits you so hard that you just are looking down all the time. But Daniel looked up and he saw a man dressed in linen clothing with a belt of pure gold around his waist. His body looked like a precious gem. His face flashed like lightning and his eyes flamed like torches. It sounds like something out of a science fiction movie, but this is real. And it happened in history on April 23rd. His face flashed like lightning. His eyes flamed like torches. His arms and feet shone like polished bronze. And his voice roared like a vast multitude of people. I got to say, that's, that, that'd be quite the experience. I've never had that experience, don't necessarily desire that experience, but it happened to Daniel. And he says in verse seven, only I, Daniel, saw this vision. 
The men with me saw nothing, but they were suddenly terrified and ran away to hide. So they knew something was going on. They couldn't see it, but they could sense it. Some of you have sensed things in the spirit realm. You can't see it with your physical eyes, but you know something's going on. I remember when when someone was being uh, released from a demonic presence in this room, a lot of people got up and left. They're like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm out of here. Because it's not comfortable. And when things happen in the spirit, just like these guys, they were suddenly terrified and they ran away to hide. So Daniel says, I was left there all alone to see this amazing vision. My strength left me. My face grew deathly pale and I felt very weak. And then I heard the man speak. And when I heard the sound of his voice, I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. This is one of the occasions that uh, what many people today call being slain in the spirit. Uh, They've encountered a heavenly presence and their body can't handle what's happening to them. There there are several references in the Bible. This is one of those. Uh, I like to liken it to the fact that if you reach into an electrical box, that power is greater than what you have in your body and you will be affected. Some people will shake overcome by the the spirit of God. Uh, Some people fall down. Some people fall backwards. Some people fall forward. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's just encountering the God of the universe who is so much greater and so much more powerful than you are. And sometimes our bodies can't handle that. I fainted and lay there with my face to the ground. Just then a hand touched me and lifted me, still trembling, to my hands and knees. So now he's down on all fours. It's very interesting. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious. Kimda. You're very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Stand up, for I have been sent to you. And when he said this to me, I stood up, still trembling. Now, that Hebrew word, kimda, is found in Daniel chapter 10, verse 3 and verse 11. Verse 3, he said, I have eaten no rich food, kimda. Kimda simply means that which is desirable. I have not eaten desirable food, so I have become highly desirable to God. Daniel, you are very precious to God. Jensen Franklin says, because you have not eaten desirable food, you become highly desirable to God. Your choice to go after God rather than that which is desirable in the earthly realm has made you very precious, very desirable to God. And that changes everything. So as we do this 21-day fast as a church, 
what we're doing is we're giving up that which is highly desirable. I mean, every commercial you will see will be about food. And it will look amazing. And it will be highly desirable. So I suggest turn the television off. It's just a thought. You might want to fast that as well. Every ad on Facebook will pop up with something highly desirable. And as you push away that which is highly desirable, you will become highly desirable to God. Very precious. And our goal is to become highly desirable to God. Because when you're highly desirable to God, he's searching you out. There's that kid that just keeps praising me, that kid that just keeps pushing away all the desirable stuff and just wants me. I got to go hang out with him. During this fast, you're going to find that you will hear God's voice much clearer as you push away the highly desirable things of this world. You'll find that you'll hear things you've never heard before. You'll sense things in your spirit that you've never sensed before. You'll find guidance and direction like you've never known before. Okay, verse 12. When he said this to me, I stood up trembling. Then he said, Why does he always say, don't be afraid? Because we're afraid. Because fear is a spirit and it just continues to try to attach itself to you. Don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding and to humble yourself before your God, your request has been heard in heaven. Day one. Opening sentence, heard by God. Now that should comfort some of us. Because a lot of us are thinking, it ain't never going to happen. I don't know what God's doing. He's just taking his own sweet time. And I, I'm tired of waiting. And, I, and Daniel didn't give up. And he says, from the first day you began to pray. And you humbled yourself before God. Your request has been heard in heaven. And I have come in answer to your prayer. I have come in answer to your prayer. But for 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. And there's this almost like a tug of war type, this offensive line trying to push the defense back and come in answer to your prayer. 21 days, the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia blocked my way. Then Michael, one of the archangels came to help me and I left him there with the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia because I had other things to do now. Now, I'm here to explain what will happen to your people in the future 
This vision concerns a time yet to come. And while he was speaking to me, I looked down at the ground, unable to say a word. And the one who looked like a man touched my lips and I opened my mouth and began to speak. I said to the one standing in front of me, I am filled with anguish because of the vision I've seen, my Lord, and I'm very weak. How can someone like me, your servant, talk to you, my Lord? My strength is gone and I can hardly breathe. Then the one who looked like a man touched me again and I felt my strength returning. Verse 19. Don't be afraid. Fear not. Don't be afraid, he said, for you are Kimda. You are very precious to God. Peace. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. As he spoke these words to me, suddenly felt stronger said to him please speak to me my lord for you have strengthened me he replied do you know why i've come soon i must return to fight because the fight is always happening in the heavenly realms i must return to fight against the spirit prince of the kingdom of Persia. and after that the spirit prince of the kingdom of greece will come there's always a fight going on in the heavenlies And we get to join in that fight through our prayer and fasting. Verse 21, meanwhile. (laughs) Yeah, the fight's going on. I got to go back. I got to fight. And then the spirit of Greece is coming. We're going to fight there. But meanwhile, while you're living, I will tell you what is written in the book of truth. No one helps me against these spirit princes except Michael, your spirit prince. Isn't it good to know that God has angels fighting for us? And so for the next uh, couple of chapters, the angel gives Daniel all the answers that he needs, fills him in on the future, what's coming, days that you and I will experience. Unless we're out of here, and I'm praying that we are. And in the next couple of chapters, he just fills him in on the future. And then he says in verse 13, Daniel chapter 12, verse 13. As for you, go your way until the end. Keep living. As for you, keep on living. You will rest. You're going to die. And then at the end of the days, you will rise again to receive the inheritance set aside for you. So go your way until the end. Keep on living. Keep on taking one step in front of the other, being desirable to God, pushing away the the desirable things of this earth and becoming desirable, highly desirable, very precious to God. And just keep living because you're going to die. Did you know that everybody has an appointment with death? You have an appointment with death. Every single one of us have an appointment. We don't know when that day is. 
Sometimes the enemy will try to take you out before your time. He tried to take me out in 2013. Heart attack. Widowmaker. 100% blockage. I shouldn't be here today. But God had another plan. And I'm here talking to you because some of you need to hear this and get your life right with God before it's too late. You don't know when your last day of breath will be. So go your way until the end. You will rest. And then at the end of the days that God has prescribed, you will rise again to receive the inheritance set aside for you. You will rise again to receive the inheritance God has set aside for you. That's a promise. You will rise to receive the inheritance that God has set aside for you. <laughs> that could get me a little excited because I've been laying up a lot of treasure up there. I'm pushing it all in. I'm, 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 I'm all about my future in heaven. So I'm going to go my way until the end. I'm going to keep on living. Then I'm going to die. Then I'm going to rise again to receive the inheritance God has set aside for me. Listen, God's got something so great for you if you just won't stop. Daniel didn't stop. He just kept pressing on and pressing on until the answer came. He didn't give up. And because he didn't give up, he's going to rise again to receive the inheritance that's set aside for him. Why do you think the enemy of your soul is wanting you to stay discouraged, mad at God, mad at the church, angry at your situation, unable to function, always afraid? He wants you to stay in that position because he's trying to rob you of your inheritance. God's got an inheritance set aside for you. The enemy knows if you just won't stop that your harvest season will come. Your eternal inheritance will come if you just won't stop. And sometimes we look at that whole sowing and reaping and we think, well, it's all about down here. If I don't receive the harvest here, I don't want the harvest here. I mean, I'll take some of it. I'll take a little of the overflow, but I, I want the bulk of my harvest up there. If I don't see it yet, that doesn't mean it's not coming because that's promised to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's not just about this life. It's about the life to come. So don't give up in doing good or in due time. In due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't give up and quit. Won't stop. Look at your neighbor and say, won't stop. Won't stop. You're not going to get me to stop. I don't care what you throw at me, I won't stop. I don't care how hard it is, I won't stop. 
I don't care how difficult the road seems, I won't stop. Won't stop. Galatians 6, 9, so let's not get tired of doing what is good at just the right time. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up, if we won't stop. Daniel chapter 10, verse 19, this is for somebody today. Don't be afraid. You are very precious to God. Peace. Be encouraged. Be strong. Stand with me. Don't be afraid. Somebody watching online, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You're very precious to God. God takes care of his precious things, his precious ones. Don't be afraid. You are very precious to God. Peace. 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 Be encouraged. Be strong. Don't give up. Don't fear. Don't stop. Stay strong. Be encouraged. Peace to you from the Lord. You are very precious to God. Don't stop. Give up that which is desirable to, to you. You can become holy and highly desirable to God. Let his peace surround you today. Be encouraged. Be strong. Fear not. You're very precious to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The last year, as we go into a new year, I always ask God for a word. And I felt like last year going into 2020, my word from the Lord was sore, S-O-A-R, sore. Little did I know what I was going to have to soar over, soar through in 2020. And yet, his word always is true. And we, we made it. We're still standing. You know how the eagle takes on the storm? He simply spreads his wings and soars on the updraft of the storm. Because storms are going to come. 2021 is going to have some storms. You got to know that. Spread your wings and soar. And so this past week, I was asking the Lord, what, what, what word do you have for me for 2021? And it just dropped in my spirit immediately. Pursuit. Pursuit. Because in 2021, I want to live in pursuit of him, in pursuit of all that he is, in pursuit of his presence, in pursuit of his glory, in pursuit of his power. I want to pursue him, all that he is. I won't stop. And church, we won't stop. We're going to continue to go after God with everything that we are. And we're going to receive everything he has for us in this brand new year. We won't stop. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands, lift your voices today. Thanks for listening to the Power Place Audio Podcast. For more 
resources or to watch the service online, visit us at www.thepowerplace.org.